Welcome back to another episode of Mommy and Me. I am Brie Renee, straight from the A. And I'm the original Miss Renee, straight from the A. Girl, you from Kennesaw. I'm not. I never lived in Kennesaw. Mm-hmm. Kennesaw. Are you kidding me? Yeah, somebody. Kennesaw. We never, man. The- somebody told me you were from Marietta. Marietta. Alpharetta. It was a redder. No, no it wasn't, baby. It was straight. <laughs> Cold Ford. Fourth Ward. Fourth Ward. West Side. Carver Hall. That's you gotta it. Rip it like, Straight you, up. Like a real Atlanta. That's you know what I'm saying. You don't even have enough Atlanta on you to be like Miss Oh, you Renee never have enough Atlanta on like, you. Let me I'm an Atlanta original. Accent. I'm Atlanta. I, this is my Atlanta accent. No, nah, that ain't it. Like, oh, Atlanta folks be like, what's up, y'all? You know, Fourth Ward. In other words, I don't have the ghetto slang. I don't have to have the ghetto uh, slang the to be. twang. You don't have that twang. No, it's not a twang. That's straight up ghetto hood. Anyway. Okay. I don't have to be from that. I am original. Mm. And originally from the A. We're going to have to check somewhere. See, what high school you went to? Luther Judson Prize High. Luther's Janitorial. Not Luther <laughs> Judson. All right. Now you can get a lot of wildcats up on your butt now. I'm cracking. Yeah. All right, well, shout out to everybody that's been watching all the episodes. Clearly, we were just reading some of the um, comments from the episode with Chi-Chi and Niasia. Um, super dope guests. And we just love reading the comments, hearing y'all feedback. I be telling her, see, Ma, they agree with me. They they feel like me, you know what I'm saying? And then I be saying, see, they agree with me. They feel like me. You they know? did get on me, though. Yeah. They really yeah. did. A lot of people got on me like, you need to stop talking to your mama like that. Yeah. And it's like, this is my podcast. <laughs> I talk to this lady however I want to witness no, my no, you no, you But, you know. Well, but so I'm glad you feel me, though. I'm glad a lot of y'all understand my pain and my struggles, the things that I've been going through, and agree with me and, you know, recognize that, you know, she uh, she could tone it down a notch. But would that really make for great content? I feel like I, feel like I would be more toned. I've learned to give you grace but you know and, what in, in all honesty in all honesty i really don't give a damn <laughs> but you should like i have forgiven you oh thank you so much as if my life was gonna stop if you hadn't forgiven me because i really don't give a damn forgive your parents okay for they know they did the best they could and parents if they don't forgive you as long as you know you did what was right by them and for them, don't give a damn. I mean, we're not parents, you know, trying to please, you know, our children. That 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 was never part of my process or my thinking. Oh, you've I, never tried to please me or do nothing for me. That's some real selfish. Stuff. No, it's not. I everything I did was for your best, your your best interest. But I wasn't doing it because I was trying to please you so you would like it. Because I really didn't give a damn if you liked it or not. Well, I learned something new in these past recent weeks about motherhood. Since I am now a grandma. Of what, five damn puppies? Yeah. Your grandma? I am a grandma of five, of five puppies. Okay. Yes. That raising, is raising five, six dogs okay. on my own. Okay. My, my house. Okay. <laughs> You raising six dogs, but baby, I promise you, that's nothing compared to raising a child. Six dogs in eight weeks, six weeks, eight is, weeks. 
eight weeks is nothing compared to raising one child. And well, I have been having a like year. a little bit of mom guilt because I felt like I failed my kid because <laughs> she just came up pregnant <laughs> and we didn't even know. Okay. Until she went into labor, like she hid. It was like a whole teen pregnancy that she hid from us. Okay. And now she's stealing. <laughs> She's stealing. Why? Because you're not giving the food? We are feeding her, but she ate. She stole a whole mac chicken sandwich with no tomatoes. Ate the whole sandwich, bread, chicken, lettuce, mayo. Well, as a parent, do you think and you do you think you deprived that child? I feed her food? dog food multiple times a day. She literally but you, has, didn't, you didn't feed her what she likes. Obviously, she likes chicken sandwiches and not the damn dog food. Okay. Well, I'm, obviously, I'm raising a thief and a, <laughs> a, a teen mom. A teen mom, okay. Yeah, so I did feel a little bit of mom guilt. But what I will tell you that watching my dog, Evie, come into motherhood has given me a very valuable lesson that my friends who are moms told me that if I could learn that lesson before I have kids, it'll put me way ahead of the game. And what lesson is that? To not have, like, real mom guilt. So, like, for example, when Evie gave birth, she, one, it taught me you naturally, like, she didn't read a book. No. Nope. She didn't take a Lamaze class. Nope. But she delivered those babies on her own. Mm -hmm. She, you know, did her animalistic duty to rip the imbiblical core, eat the imbiblical core, rip their sacks open. Like, she did everything to fully deliver those dogs mm -hmm. on her own. And I was so amazed because I'm like, I didn't even know you was pregnant. So, I wasn't prepared. And for you not to have known... And you automatically just jump into mommy mode, nursing and feeding and taking care of it. Like she knew everything. So it lets me know that like when people be like, okay, your mother instinct will just will kick, kick in. in. Mm -hmm. It just will kick in. Absolutely. That's one thing. Also too, now, like you said, they're like eight weeks, literally. Um, she's been nursing them the whole time. Of course they eat a mixture of dog food as well, but she is basically over them dogs. Like she'd be like... <laughs> She be running from them. She be trying to get them. Like, they be suck, trying to suck her hearts. And she be, like, kicking at them, like, gone. Like, in other words, in other words, Evie, your dog. She's over it. She's, it took her eight weeks when it takes us about 18 years. She's like, okay, we're over you. Yeah. Get your shit and move and on. Leave. Yeah. No, but not even that. I think that sometimes some people, not even just to kick your kid out, it might take 18 years, but... To like get to that point where you as a mom need your own personal space. Yes. Like you think that I don't know why as a kid you don't really just feel think, like just think that's necessary. Right. But just think eight months and uh the and the dog years are like seven time hours. Mm -hmm. So eight those weeks. eight weeks. So but there but there's like seven years ahead of us. Mm -hmm. So just think about that. That eight weeks is probably like they probably like 15, 16. Yeah, and we and she's done. Yeah. She's tired. And if a kid has been that, he's gotten on your nerves your titty. and has latched on that much, you are ready for that kid to be able to stand on his own. Mm -hmm. You're ready to push it out of the nest. You're ready for that kid to go and be, you know, an adult. But she's very much like a provider and protector at the same time. Because it, it was something running through like the woods. It was like two black things. I don't know if it was rabbits or it was something kind of. Big enough where they were something, but it's small. They were still kind of small and they were running through. And I guess she thought that they were trying to come into the yard to where they were. And she 
was going crazy to protect him. Like she ran up to the woods and was chasing him. And I'm like, oh, you a real mom. But then when did she come back and they want to latch on, she like, uh-uh. Like, oh. <laughs> so it's just like, I really understood that moms go through that where they do need their own personal space. And it's naturally okay to not want to be bothered, even if they infants, even if they are, you know, toddlers most, or young. I don't think most parents really, really get to that point until the kids are like teenagers you know because when you when you are really in tune with being a parent you understand that the kids need you at that young age you know so you know you expect to have to be there to help guide them to help nurture them to help you know take care of them but then when they get up and grow and don't let them get up and grown and and disrespectful or combative or challenging you're like ready for them to go even sooner. You mm-hmm. know, go find your way. You figure it out, you know, and just uh, leave me the hell alone. But even before you're ready for them to go, I think that you still got tired of being around your kids all the time or need someone needing every, something. Like you got to think about an infant, a toddler literally needs you for every little thing. Like that can be overwhelming. That can be annoying. But young women go through that during postpartum. Yes, 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 yes. Where they don't, where they just need a break. Yes. They don't want to be bothered or they need to be left alone. Like Evie will take herself on a walk. (laughs) She will. She just, I was like, you coming back? Where you going? She just be off into the wood. Like, I just need a break. So I think that like witnessing that now makes me feel like, okay, no matter what age, stage, it's okay to take time for myself. Oh, absolutely. And I would encourage every mother, if you don't, you know, and that goes back to that old saying that it takes a village. If you don't have your village. Somebody must have told Evie that. Right. (laughs) If If your village isn't already built in like your grandmother's, your aunts, your uncles, you know, and then sometimes you got to be careful with those. Uh, but sometimes that village may be, you know, a good friend or, you know, uh, uh, an extended family member. A mom group. A mom group, you know, or maybe. All your yeah. friends with kids. Hey, y'all, you get, get all the kids one Saturday. Absolutely. And everybody get a break. Absol- we'll get absolutely. Them. Absolutely. Yeah. So sometimes you got to be creative and build that so you can get that day hour couple of hours you know away from your children Did just you, so that you can get some me time yeah i think that is it. i think that you should practice that as early as possible yeah even when you don't feel like you need it yet yeah. don't wait till the light is on yeah you know what i mean like don't wait till your your engine on e before you go yeah fill it up. because some, somebody might get hurt mm-hmm. yeah because mm-hmm. then you be on one off and then you be like, oh, why did I just do that? It's like mm-hmm. because you need a break and you don't realize that you actually yeah. need a break. Because I tell anybody and I'll say this until, you know, to the bitter end. Raising children is one of the most difficult things in the world, I think. I don't care what you go through, what challenges you you may face. If you are a parent and you are truly raising your children. I think that's one of the most uh, difficult things in the world to do. And you should be commended. What makes it so difficult? Is it just because they don't come with a rule book and we're all different? Yes, yes. And there's so much that you go through. Not only, you always got to be mindful. See, when when you're raising children, you always got to be thinking about 
somebody else before you can think about yourself. And some people, some parents say, well, hell, I'm, I come first. That's not really raising your children because I think when you raise your children, you understand that the, the level of priorities. Well, I think the kids should come first, but not all the time. Yeah. Yeah, because the decisions then, you make are always going to affect the children. True. But if you don't put yourself first as a mom and no, you're cut first sometimes. No, because what you have to understand Maybe is I'm this. putting me first. No, point. you got to understand this. Mm -hmm. First of all, you have to know children didn't ask to come here. Okay. I mean, I understand no, that. No, children but. didn't ask to come here. So until they're old enough to fend for themselves, they got to be priority. Well, I'm teaching them early. No. To fend for themselves. Baby, go make you a bowl of cereal. No. I mean, they get, I'm not saying you got to be there for the ever becking call. I'm not saying you can't let them go make a sandwich. Yeah, you got to teach them independence. You got to teach them how to take care of themselves and grow up. But everything you do. See, as a parent. I feel like you put me first. Every you single may day, not. Every, you may not have felt that way. Time. You may not have felt that way. You ain't never put you first. Because I felt like you were putting you first sometimes. In what way? In what way? I don't remember. In what way? So how can you how can you say you felt that I way? I know I have. You because you probably felt like you know what? You know I what? wasn't giving you what Enough. you wanted at that moment. Well, like say, so you worked, right? Which I guess you go say was still putting me in our livelihood. I could have chose not to work. I know, but I'm saying you worked a lot. And then when you would come home, it's like you didn't have time for me. Like you were emotionally, because your job requires so much mental and emotional stress. Like you didn't have much attention. I understand that there were sacrifices made. Yes. So Yes, but I was making those sacrifices because taking the job that I took, although it was stressful and, 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 and required a lot of me, it afforded me the opportunity to live where we live, drive what we drove, eat what we ate. So that was still putting me first? Because mm -hmm. you could attend the schools that, you know, you attended, but not necessarily the ones I wanted you to do because you, you sabotaged that, but, you know, you were able to do the things you wanted to do. Um, you always had lunch money. Um, you always were able to get your Pat Jordan from time to time. You were, you know, you didn't have to wear everything from the Goodwill. You so know, so how did you put you first? When you I never would, put you first? When I would get rid of your little asses and you would go to your grandmama's and I had me some me time. I would go out, hang out with my friends, go, go do out whatever I wanted to do. You know, it's still time for me. Mm -hmm. Did you think that when I was, when you were with your grandmama, you know, you were spending the weekend over there that I was just at home, just old, just twiddling my thumb. Oh, just no, I you was out having you a hot girl summer. Yeah, just waiting for y'all to come back. Toe up from the floor. Absolutely. Stumbling in the house. Hey, it was my <laughs> house to stumble in, you know, but I had a good time. So you never, did you ever experience mom guilt? You ever feel guilty about making time for you or putting you first or prioritizing your time or... You ever felt guilty for maybe leaving me at my grandma's house for too long? Hell no. Mm -hmm. No, whenever I got those moments, I enjoyed them. Wasn't feeling guilty about it. Well, why do you think some women experience that? A lot of, that's like a whole thing. That's why it's literally called mom guilt. Or working. 
some women feel guilty about working as much as they do. I mean, you know, like I'm, they're missing moments. Yeah. And I understand that because, you know, life is just so demanding, depending on, you know, what they're what what type of job they have. It requires them to, you know, to to not to be away from the home. And, you know, I was watching a movie um, last night and it's one of the new episodes on Paramount. Oh, excuse me. And I enjoy it so much. Part of the episode was, it's called Lioness, and I'm not, you know, but there's a sister. Yeah, there's a sister on there who's married to the doctor, and she's kind of like the commander in charge of this, this tactical unit. And her job is so demanding, it requires her to be away from her family. Well, dad's at home. He's a doctor. He's trying to raise the children. You know, they've got two girls and she's giving her all the life's lessons and dad's giving her rules of don't do this, don't do that. And she comes up pregnant. 14, she gets pregnant because she didn't follow the rules. She was rebelling because she missed her mom. And her mom is really, really, really feeling guilty. Really, I mean, it's tearing her mom up because mom made a choice, Mm -hmm. her career choice, but I'm sure that career choice allows her and her family to live a certain lifestyle. But the child is suffering in the in the in the in the interim. So yeah, mom mom's feeling guilty about that. So I kind of feel her pain. But you know, those are things that unfortunately we've got to figure out how to work through. Because mom is to just quit a job as this you know tactical special op agent, come home and sit and lick the girl's wounds and then the girl you know just say she comes home and she doesn't you know she she puts her career on hold she comes home she gives the child all the time all the space and now the child you know i'm saying hypothetically then she'll the child kid will probably start finding a way to bitch well i can't you know go to a certain party because we can't afford it well mom you know make that choice to come home and be with yourself i'm just saying it's like it's different you do right you, your parent you, you know you, you got to it's hard. It's hard. That's the hardest job there is as a parent. Because even if you make certain sacrifices for your children, it's always going to be, you're always going to be questioned whether or not it was the right one to do, whether it was the right sacrifice to make, whether it, you chose the right thing or not. So you never, I mean, you, 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 you're always going to be, you know, in a trial and error. Yeah, it's going to be a trial and error moment constantly. And that shit's emotionally draining. Do you feel like it would help if you explain that to your child? Or do you feel like, oh, no, you don't got to explain nothing because they're a child? I don't know if it helps by explaining it to the children. Because, you know, you kids have a way of trying to make you feel guilty about everything. About any and everything. Just because you figure you can. You know, just to get you a step up. Just to get something on your mama. You're going to throw the guilt trip on. Hell no, I wasn't going through that with you. You weren't going to make me feel guilty about the choices that I made. Yeah, I don't think you ever cared. No, because I made the best choices that I made for the reasons that I made them. And I wasn't going to feel guilty about them. Nobody was going to make me feel guilty about them because I knew why I was doing it. So, but why do you think a lot of moms, like, struggle with that, though? Because they're choosing them and... Because they have not put on the big girl draws and say, damn it, this is why I've got to do it. Don't allow my emotions to get the best of me. I'm doing it for the best interest of 
my kid, my family, or whatever, and, and keep it moving. So do you feel like, like, as a mom, you had a whole life and identity before you became a mom. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you should still pursue your own personal dreams, goals, career ambition, even after you have a child, even if that means sacrificing a lot of that time with that child? I think you do. That, I, I, and the reason I said that is because if you don't, you're going to have a life of regret. Yeah. At some point, you're going to come back and, I wish I'd have done this. I wish I'd have felt this. I, see, sometimes people have to be honest and, 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 and real with themselves and understand that no matter what you choose, how you choose to go about it, it's going to be a struggle. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times people do things to take the easy way. Well, I decided to stay home with you and raise you because that was easier than trying to juggle raising you and, you know, having a career at the same time. You know, those are choices we make. Yeah. I, I, think- cho- I chose to have a child and pursue my career. And it wasn't easy. It was a struggle. It was a juggle, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but that's just, I wasn't afraid of the challenge. I personally feel like you should still pursue your own dreams, career goals, whatever it is. Um, even if it's just something like picking up dancing or whatever your hobby, whatever you want to do. I feel like your interests are still your interests. And like you said, you were a person before that kid and you going to always have those desires in your heart. They're not going to go away. So absolutely. You gonna or you going to regret that you did it. Absolutely. And it's so funny that you said it because it was um, actually this cartoon it come on Netflix. Well, I, for, I don't remember the name of it, but it's some weird little cartoon that Carlos like watching. But I, it was on TV last night and I was just reading my book, but I could hear it in the background. And the girl, the mom on the cartoon was pregnant and it was at her baby shower. And so all of her family and friends, like they were wondering why, like, you know, they were playing a game where you get a clothes print if you say baby. But the mom never mentioned or never said nothing about baby the whole time. And so they were like, you know, at the end, they was like, what's wrong with you? Why you don't seem excited to be having this baby? And even though she was married, had already had two kids, she was like, I'm really not excited about this baby because I feel like a failure because I've always, I've put myself off for so many years. And she was like, I I had dreams of going to school and then I got pregnant the first time. Then I put that dream off. And then I had dreams of starting my career and then I got pregnant again. And so she was like, I was just starting to feel like me and get me back. And then here I am pregnant again. So she was like, I'm really not looking forward to having this child. But her expressing, one, I think it's, it's admirable. And I think that women should be given the space and freedom to express their true feelings about it. Because having children or being pregnant and changing and altering your life. It's huge. And it comes with a lot of different mixed emotions. And you might not feel excited about that all the way. But guess what, though? But you should still choose to, like you said, juggle and make room for you. Or better yet, choose not to have the baby. It's okay. Choose not to have it. But what if you're married? Like- uh, and hell, I mean, so what? You're married. Okay, and... Let him have it. Shit, if that's possible. 
Uh, we we all wish we could do that. You know, my thing is don't 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 let him tie you down that way. Okay, then make a decision. Then if you're going to be pregnant and you want to have the baby, let him sit home and raise the kid, and you go out and pursue your career. Yeah, make that yeah make 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 that decision. So, okay, honey, you know since you want to have this third child, ain't and- no man doing that. I mean, I ain't going to say ain't no man doing that, but a lot of men aren't willing to make that. Well, guess what then? Well, guess what then? Damn it, we shouldn't be expected to make it either. Baby, oops, I'm pregnant. Uh, Or what if he, at this point... Oops, we're not having this one. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Because a lot of times men are the sole provider for the household, so they not... Uh, They used to be. Sometimes. We say sometimes. Sometimes men are the sole provider for the household. So some of those, even if they don't make the the bigger paycheck or bring home the most bacon or whatever, a lot of them still not going to take time off their job or quit to be a stay-at-home dad. Well, guess what? Women, mothers, potential mothers, don't fall in that trap. Don't, have- d- don't do it. No, don't do it. Don't. Let me tell you something. The reason why you shouldn't do it, because like that lady having that third child, she's not excited. She's not happy. And for what you're saying, she she damn near don't want it. Yeah. So why bring a child into that environment? I mean, a child, for all practical purposes, should be brought into a loving environment. That mean that that may sound far fetched. They may sound crazy, but if you are not ladies, women, future mothers, if you are not at a point where you can bring a child into a loving environment, regardless of how the child was conceived, don't do it. Mm-hmm. Because all you're doing is perpetuating those. Feelings of anger, those feelings of resentment. resentment, those feelings of unwantedness, those feelings of not being loved, those on that child, and that child doesn't deserve that. So, what if the people, the couple is married? Because I know you say don't do it, but my question is, do you feel like say I'm married, say Susie is married to David, and they are pregnant, and Susie doesn't want to have the baby, but David does. Then that's what do a com- they do? That, that's a conversation that Susie and David got got to have. But if Susie is at a point where they are not ready, then Susan and David better have a serious conversation, and Susie better go get herself checked out. If Susie wouldn't had an abortion without telling David, would she be wrong? Nope, because she's married. Nope, she wouldn't be wrong. And I well, that she may be married because at the end of the day, David's going to keep doing David. <laughs> and Susie's going to be home trying to take care of that child, resenting that child every moment. You know, lo- unloading all those feelings of whatever onto that child. And is that fair to the child? No. Yeah. Then the kids are going to grow up and they're going to be in a household constantly button battles and constantly there's going to be conflict constantly in that house. Why? Yeah, something similar like that happened on um, um, the Miss Pat show on season three. I was <laughs> crazy. I was watching this episode like last week. But Miss Pat, 
got she was married, obviously on the show. They already had like four kids, I believe. And she's now pursuing her career as a comedian, traveling on the road, on tour, and got pregnant by her husband. And she went and had an abortion and didn't tell her husband. Her husband was so upset. Like, why would you make this decision without talking to me? And she felt like it's my body, it's my choice. And like you said, I don't want to stay home and raise this kid because at the end of the day, my career just not getting where I wanted to be. Excuse me, my career just not getting where I wanted to be. And we already got four kids. So it's not like this. Op- you know what I mean? So it was like, what's the point? So she went on and did it and got an abortion without telling him. He was really upset. Okay, I understand it. But then at the same time, I believe that Miss Pat had asked him, are you willing to stay home and become a stay-at-home dad and raise his child and give this child everything this child needs? And I bet his answer would have been, no, I'm the man. I'm the, I'm the breadwinner. I'm this, this, that, and other. I'm, I've got to do this. So why should that be a one-way street? <laughs> you know, why? I mean, kids are supposed to be... Um, a welcoming addition to the family. Mm-hmm. And it's, the kid should be welcoming from both perspectives. Men shouldn't get to dictate what the hell happens. Now, I may get a lot of pushback from that. A lot of people may end up coming and say, well, you know, that's what's wrong with women now. They don't believe that they should be at home and raising the children and this, that, and the other. But unfortunately, that's not the real world we live in. And Most homes can't even survive off of women check or one income well whether they say like the woman need to be working well especially if they got kids well whether the household can no excuse me whether the household can survive off that paycheck or not i think that if they're not on the same page as to how this child is going to be provided for and whether or not all the responsibility is going to be dumped on one person then i think that you know i think the woman's decision trumps all Mm-hmm. That's fair. Mm-hmm. I think the woman's decision trumps all. And actually, I think that men, whether you married or a boyfriend or baby father, whatever capacity you're dealing with a woman, you should just be mindful of that and be, what's the word? Empathetic to her going through and having to make these decisions because at the end of the day, like my grandma taught me, when you had them kids, them is your kids. And all that responsibility is going to fall back on the, the mom. If the kid is lacking something or their hair not done or they ain't ate or they not halfway dressed decent, it's going to be like, where your mama at? They never say, where your dad? Yeah, they don't ever say that for real. Where your mama that, at? What's that, your mama, what your mama got going on? Why right. your mama ain't fix you up? Why your mama ain't bring you over here with no food? Why your mama, why your mama didn't do It's always, but we don't look at the father to bear that much it's, responsibility. It's, it's mama's baby and daddy's maybe. I thought that meant like we didn't know who the daddy was. Nah, that's that. That's <laughs> full circles. They, oh, it mean like okay, maybe he might forgive me. Mm-hmm. Okay, daddy might be home in time to do the homework. So, what do you think? Some daddy, not you know, you daddy, you know, you might get a daddy that's you know very attentive. Some now, and I will say there are some. Um, there are some amazing single fathers out there. It's some amazing dads that's married. Like, yes. Like with there, they, there's some amaz- amazing yeah. single fathers out there. There are some amazing men out there that are, v- that are very, very, very attentive 
to their children and the children. Someday, like, for instance, your cousin Chaucer, <laughs> Michelle will tell you in a minute, those are his children. They literally look to him for all of those mother uh, uh, qualities. She'll tell you, man, I'm not finna nurture them. I'm not, he's the nurturer. Mm-hmm. There's some dads that are like that. But then there's some dads, the majority of them, or not. Well, shout out to those dads that's fully hands-on and not just paying the bills, but right. like raising and rearing up and the caretaking of the kids. Oh, yeah, because... And those dads who'll be taking care of the kids that were there before you got there, too. Yeah. That's you. Amazing men. Amazing men. There are some amazing men out there that are doing that. And they deserve that credit. They deserve those accolades. They deserve to be praised and given that credit. And I wish more men would take lessons from them. Yeah. You know, use those guys as examples of how to be, you know, instead of being those kind, you know, that we've had in our family as well. Uh, we know of a couple now that hmm, don't call the kids, don't have nothing to do with the kids. I don't know them like that. You know, like the kids, never been to a school program, a school meeting, or school anything, you know, always look, well, I, the, and the excuse is, I got to work. You know? It's like, so did the mama, but the mama had to take off. Right. right. Ab- absolutely. Daddy work, mama work. Mama get up in the morning. Get them ready. Get them ready for school. Mama get up in the morning, get them dressed, get them fed, get them to school, get them, go, go to work, come home. Make sure uh, they eat. Go, dinner. go, no, get the kids from school, get them Pick dinner, get their homework, get them, you know, get them to bed on time so they could. But daddy's just, oh, I had to work. I didn't get off in time. Do you think that you can tell if what kind of father a man is going to be before having that? I think some, or I think how he, much he's going to help. I think you can look at, look at his track record, what he did with his, the, if he had other children. Right. I'm saying, for sure, how he treats his other kids. And I look at how a man treats his other baby mamas, too. Right. But if they don't have kids yet, like, somebody had to make the mistake first. How do they not, like, how do you know? Um, I don't think there's a telltale sign. Or a red flag. A red flag. I, I don't know. Maybe there are some red flags. Maybe the red flags are just how they are as people, you know? Uh how attentive they are. I don't know, because some men could be very attentive to you and just not be attentive at all That's to the true. children. That's true. Some men can be great romantic partners but are not good fathers. Yeah. So do so does that make you a good man? I don't necessarily like can you be a good man without being a good father? I think you can. You could be a good man without being a good father. I, I don't know. I, I think I think there's levels to it. Okay. Maybe maybe they man. you you like on level one. Right. And I think they have I think they, they would have to grow. That the, the being the good father, I think, is part of that that maturity level. You I don't know, think I think you could be a good man if you ain't a good father. I think that's part of it. I don't I think, think it, I think they gotta grow to that. There's not a woman alive that anybody would consider a good woman that didn't take care of her kids. You may have a there point would there. Be, they would be like, you're not a good woman. 
You don't even take care of your kids. Well, I think there's a level. You may be a good woman, but maybe you got to learn to take care. Maybe you got to learn how. You know, and I'm and I give everybody grace in saying that sometimes they they just don't know. Like you said all the time, you don't know what you don't know. But I will encourage um, mothers and fathers out there to reward yourself. You know, okay, whether actually, what are some what, practical things? Whether 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 it is treating yourself. You know, I, I and I and I laugh at I laugh because I remember. Um, uh, my brother, who is a year younger than me, um, I bought this fabulous sports car one year. I bought me a Porsche, right? Bought a Pan America. So, you know, he, he married this younger girl that he bought him, you know, a short time after he bought him a Porsche, you know. Um, a little while later, he calls me up, you know, He's got to get rid of the Porsche. I'm like, well, why? You know, this is this is your toy. You know, you've grown, you mature, you you know, you're this man. Your kids are grown. Well, she's pregnant, so he has to go from a Porsche to a minivan, so to speak. You know, and I laugh because I just think that was just so. That was just a cruel joke. You know, you have to give up a Porsche and go back to a minivan. But you know, those are sacrifices we make as parents. So I, I would tell any parent, you know. Along the way, you know, once you get to a point where you you pour it all into your kids, treat yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, go buy you that Porsche, but keep it. No, you know, <laughs> don't screw it up and go have to get another minivan. Well, before you were buying Porsches, how did you treat yourself? Anyway, go buy me a piece of jewelry. I love jewelry. I, you know, go buy yourself a ring. Go buy yourself a pair of earrings. You know, treat yourself to a pair of diamond earrings. Save up for it. You know, to the point where, hey, once that kid is 14, 15, or, you know, you or you reach whatever milestone you put out there, treat yourself. That kid graduate from high school, shit, go do something wild. Go take yourself on a fabulous vacation. Yeah. You know, get that. When that kid's out of your house, you know, and I used to always you say You don't need to always say, oh, do it now. Whatever. Whatever you can afford it. Give, treat yourself to, you know, milestones, you know. Um, one of the joys of getting rid of the kids out of the house, you get to walk around naked. I ain't got to worry about nobody opening the door. But who wanna? If I choose to get a shower, get out of my shower, go to my kitchen and fix myself a whatever, whether it be a drink, whether it be a sandwich, whether. I can do whatever the hell I want to do in my house with no children. Well, spare me the visuals. I, 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 I don't care whether you have the visuals or not, but just it's just the thought of having that freedom. Mm. You, remember, you remember when you asked to come back home? Mom, uh, can I move back in? And what was my answer? No. Right. I don't remember, but I know your answer was no. Yeah. I don't remember asking, but I'm pretty sure. I, I, I don't even think I, I, it must have been a joke because I knew I couldn't <laughs> come back. Whether it was a joke or not, I wanted to make sure you knew the answer. It was no. It was no. Because I enjoy my freedom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I enjoy, I mean, it's like I enjoy the freedom, but I also love when the grandkids come over. You know, they always want to get up in the bed with you and sleep with you and lay on you and play. I love that time with them. But then I love my freedom. 
Well, that's fair. And I think every mom should be able to enjoy their freedom. Yeah. Guilt-free. Yeah. All right, y'all. Well, it's time for For the Record, where we have to set the record straight. So what do you want to set the record straight about today? It's just, I want to set the record straight and saying that, you know, it's okay to let go of your guilt as a parent. You know, it's okay to want to be or, or, or do something for yourself. And, you know, after you've given your children all that you've given them over the years, uh, whether they got it or they didn't get it, mm-hmm. you know, some kids are going to get, you know, your teachings and some are not. But it's okay to be guilt-free. For sure. And I, I would like to say, for the record, even though I don't have kids, it's okay to put yourself above them kids sometimes. Sometimes. All right, well, it's time for I Want to Know, uh, where we ha- get to ask each other what we want to know. We have to answer truthfully. So, what do you want to know? I want to know, did you ever feel guilty or have mom guilt for choosing yourself or your own? Like, Did you ever feel, or even just anxiety about leaving me with somebody else? Or I felt the anxiety. Mm-hmm. That did when you were much, much younger. When you were, because mom uh, guilt comes in different. Yeah, I felt, I packages. felt, I felt uh, guilty, and I would be very conscious about not leaving you uh, when you were when you were very little. With anybody, oh. I did. I mean, mom, would, my my mother would always call, say, "Hey, bring the baby over. You know, it's okay. I'll keep her." Blah blah blah. And I was like, "No." I, I, got, I mean, I didn't want to put that on anybody. I felt like it was my responsibility, you know. So well, then I got a little older. I was such an easy kid. Like you uh, I'm sure you thought you were an easy kid. I'm saying, like, it's not like you were like, oh, you can only feed my baby this. Or they oh, no, 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 no. Like, you no, weren't no, super no. specific. So it was like, literally, you just have to make sure I'm fed and dry. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, but I did feel that anxiety uh, when you were much younger. But when you got to walk and talk and develop your own mind and your attitude. And the more that attitude was developed, the more I would like to hurry up and drop your ass off to mama and, you know, as quick as I could. Um, But you notice I didn't take you, you know, your sister to anybody's really, but to mama, I didn't really drop you off in the other places. Uh, the friends or other relatives. You would only, only person I would drop you off would be to your grandmothers and your granddaddies. Yeah, you know, when he was living. Um, grandparents. But, yeah, grandparents. And that was it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, it's okay. Mm-hmm. You don't have to carry that guilt. I don't carry it. Trust me. I let that, <laughs> I let that guilt go a long time ago. All right. Well, what do you want to know? I guess when you saw Evie and realized that her mother instincts were kicking in. I mean, did any, did you have any flashbacks? Any, anything come to mind was like, wow, you know, uh, now I understand motherhood a little bit more. I mean, did did you have any sensations or? When Evie was giving birth? Yeah. When she was, you know, no, I should say this whole experience with Evie in terms of the giving birth, in terms of, Watching her go through For those protective. Sure. I mean, it, like I said, it taught me that motherhood is an instinct that it'll kick in to don't feel bad for being over them. 
um, three that like it definitely takes a village because I'm raising her kids. She, like even though she's making sure they're nursed and protecting them, I still got to make sure they the crate is clean. I still have to make sure. And I had to. It also taught me that when you when I do have kids, I have to have somebody that is managing me because Evie lost like I think a pound or two from nursing. And so when I took her to the vet, they were like, you need to make sure that you're making sure mom is eating, that you're making sure mom is taking care. So it's like she's because moms naturally neglect themselves for their children. Mm -hmm. So it made me realize, like, when I do have a kid, I have to have somebody who is going to be concerned with my well-being, mm -hmm. even when I'm not. Mm -hmm. So it, it definitely put that in perspective, like, to be mindful that. You know, you might you. It's okay if you neglect yourself, but then it's okay when you bounce back and you want want to be, you know, back into yourself. It's mm -hmm. okay, but having somebody there to pick up the pieces where you and I don't necessarily think it might. Hopefully, it is my husband, but it might be like a midwife or a nanny or um you, hopefully, you know what I'm saying. Somebody for free that will come watch them kids take care of them for hours when I need a break and or that's making sure that I'm taking care of myself in the meantime. I think that was the biggest thing is that that you, as a mom, you naturally will begin to neglect yourself and that it's wise to have people around you to be like, no, take some time for you or I got it, you know, go do this for yourself or have you eaten today? Yeah. You know what I mean? How are you feeling? Yeah. You know, we can't tell me how she's feeling, but, you know, just managing her taught me that somebody would need to be there to manage me. Okay. Fair enough. I've learned a lot from my motherhood experiences. I'm a whole grandma. Well, good. Maybe now. I got more grandkids than you. Yes, you do. Yes, Step you do. your grandma-ism up. I, that ain't me. Step your grandma game up. That means that... Uh, your sister says she's done with her too. So that means you got some catching up to do. Well, well man, no, yeah. Well, it's like to me, you got some catching up to do. All right, we're gonna holler at y'all because that will conclude this week. Oh, so oh, so you just gonna ignore my question? You didn't ask me a question about you stepping up your motherhood. What was the question? Uh, since your sister is done. Are there any children, maybe, someday, in the future? <laughs> I, don't, I, I think this finger is still... What's okay. there? Is there anything you're seeing? <laughs> no, I don't see it. No. So I guess we're still waiting. Huh? The jury's still out on that one. The jury is still out <laughs> on that one. Okay? <laughs> All right, y'all. That's been this week's episode of Mommy and Me. Thank y'all for tuning in. Make sure you're subscribed to our channel so you never miss an episode. And download Channel 85. Bye-bye. <laughs>